Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer on this Monday morning, December 6th. I'm so I'm Tom Short and so glad to have you along today with us as we get into the word of God. Begin a new series of messages today in which we're going to be talking about love. I think it's what the world needs and I think it's what everybody wants. But I think people have difficulty identifying and defining it. You know, if you look through the New Testament, you ask, you know, sometimes you wonder, well, what's the need in the church? What's the need in our culture? What's the need in our world? What could change the church? What could revive the church? It seems like every book of the Bible focuses on the essential need of true Christian love. It seems like it's everywhere, every book. We'll be looking at that this week, some of these key verses that prioritize the importance of loving other people. But as I said earlier, what's I think a lot of people have difficulty defining love. The world's looking for it, but often has difficulty defining love. What is love? I was at a meeting uh, with Josh McDowell a number of years ago, and he asked a group of us if we could define love. Well, I had already thought about it because I preach about this a lot on campus. But I think out of about 150 people in the room, I might have been the only one who had a definition. And uh, even with Josh's exacting uh, uh, requirements, he said it came pretty close to what he would have defined as well. I'll give it to you in a moment. But what is love? Is it warm feelings? If you feel warm towards someone, is that what love is? Is it sexual attraction? A lot of people today, they, you know, love is love. They, they tell us in the LGBT movement, love is love, and you can love anyone you want. And are they really, what are they really talking about? How are they defining it? What does this mean? Is premarital sex love? Is extramarital sex love? What if you have strong feelings towards someone? Is that real love or is it something else? Is it um, unconditional acceptance? A lot of people feel that that's what love is today, unconditional acceptance. And it comes from even many, you know, as we talk about God's unconditional love, in many people's mind, that means unconditional acceptance. I often point out on the campus that God's love is unconditional, but his forgiveness is conditional. We must meet certain conditions to be forgiven, to be saved. But some people don't understand that. They think unconditional love. I thought that. Before I was a Christian, I thought, I've got nothing to worry about. God loves me. Am I going to go to heaven? Well, of course I will. God loves me. How could he do anything else but send me to heaven or take me to heaven? So is love unconditional acceptance? How about Many people think today that love is being non-judgmental. That true love would never tell someone they're wrong. True love would never confront someone. True love only includes, accepts unconditionally. Is it love to give a junkie a needle? Is it love to enable an addict? Is that love? Was that what, What's it look like? What is true love? I think there's m- much confusion about it. And, and uh, is it love an emotion? Like I said earlier, is love a feeling? Is, it lo- is love a feeling of compassion? So that, so that what, whatever you see someone with any need whatsoever, you meet it all the time. Is that what love is? Well, I'm going to give you my definition in a moment. 
Stick with me to the end. It won't be long from now. We're just going to look at a couple verses first. Why, why do we want to love and be loved? First of all, I think it is an innately human condition. I don't think the animals have it. It makes us stand out from them. Ants, birds, gorillas, horses. Do they really love one another and want to be loved? I don't think so. Not in the way I'm going to talk about. Not in the way we're going to define here in just a moment. Certainly not. Why is it unique to us? Because we're made in the image of God. Genesis 1, 26 and 27 reminds us and tells us we're made in the image of God. What's that mean? Do we look like him? Well, the Bible doesn't go, the Bible doesn't explain exactly what it means, but most people consider we're made in the moral image of God. We're made with, we're made to be like God. We're made to have God, we're made to be like God in character. We're to be holy as God is holy. We're to be loving as God is loving. Our God is love. And we are to be like him. And this is why deep within every person is this desire to love and be loved. We may have confused what it looks like. We may have even perverted what it looks like. But it's something everybody wants, everybody needs. And when they, when they experience it, it changes them. People being loved, when they experience true love, it changes them. What's it say in some verses I'd like to share about the nature of God? 1 John chapter 4. You ready? Verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Now, that does not mean that love is God. All right, a lot of people get that mixed up. They think God equals love, therefore love equals God. No, no, no. The nature of God is love. You can, you, if you know God, you will love because God is love. That's who he is, okay? But there are people, that, that does not mean that, that God is some intangible feeling or God is some emotion of love. No, God is love, but love is not God. God is our creator. God is our maker. God is the ruler. God is a personal being who is in his very nature love and loving. So, beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. But the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Well, what's this love look like? By this, the love of God was manifested, manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. There you go. True love is demonstrated. God sent his son into the world for us. John three sixteen. you know it. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Love, true love is about giving it's about sacrificing for another. God gave his son so that we might be saved, so that we might live, so that we might have salvation. The next verse, in this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. What's this referring to? The cross. Jesus died on the cross 
for us and our sins, to be the full payment for our sins. Folks, the greatest act of love in the history of the world was not a guy and a girl in a bed together. The greatest act of love in the history of the world was not warm, fuzzy feelings. The greatest act of love in the history of the world was Jesus Christ hanging on a cross. It was difficult. It was hard. It was sacrificial. It was painful. It was very painful. But that is the manifestation of God's love for us. A cross. A cross. A death. Greater love has no man than this, than that he lay down his life for another, we read, Jesus told his disciples shortly before he laid down his life for us. This is love. Verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. If God loved us in this way and by giving in this way, we also ought to love one another. And this is what Paul said as well, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God, a fragrant aroma. How did, how did Christ love us? How did God love us? Christ gave his life for us, an offering for us. That's how Christ loved us. That's how Christ loved you. He gave himself up for you. He sacrificed himself for you. Beloved, let's love one another the same way. Let's, let's be imitators of God. This is what we were made to be. As human beings, we were made to love and to be loved. Love, love has the receiving the love of God into our life, receiving genuine love from other people, has the capacity to change us dramatically and forever. And us giving love, truly loving others in a godly, God-honoring, and God-ordained way has the power to change the life of another. That's what God has called us to be, to be imitators of Him and to love the way Christ loved us. To walk in love, to love one another as He loved us. So, how would I define love? It's not straight out of the Bible. I mean, there, there are these verses, give one another, greater love. We'll be looking at some more later in the week. But to me, my working definition of love and Christian love is this, a commitment. Love is a commitment, not a feeling, not when I feel like doing it, but a commitment to sacrifice of myself for the benefit of another. That's what it is. Love is a commitment to sacrifice of myself for the benefit of another. Now, let me tell you, that is the great commandment of God, to love him, to sacrifice of myself for the, for the betterment of his kingdom. We're to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, strength, and we're to love our neighbors, ourselves. What we are to sacrifice of myself for the benefit of another. We're to, set, we're to do this towards our family members, our spouse, our children. We're to do this as we talked last week about proximity, as the people in our life, the people in our sphere, we're to love them, sacrifice of ourselves for their benefit, for their good, a commitment to do that, not a feeling, but a commitment. And brothers and sisters, can I tell you, that's where true life is to be found. 
People are empty. People are looking for something. They're looking for life of some sort, and they think they'll find it in entertainment or in a concert or in money or in success or in all kinds of things about what they get for themselves. This is not new to our generation. This has been the way for, since the beginning of time. People have, you know, I can, if, as I get, 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 that'll make me happy. No, it's as we give, 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 because then we're being like God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. This is what you and I were made to be, to be like God. And God is love. And so therefore, let's be imitators of God and walk in love, just as Christ also loved us and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God. Amen. Father in heaven, we bless you today with all of our heart. We thank you that you are love. We thank you that we, if, if we walk in love, we know you. If we, do, if we really know you, we'll walk in love. We thank you, Father, that you made us in your image. You made us to love, not to be all caught up in ourselves, but to truly love others. And we thank you that as we're in such a community, loving you and loving others, that's where life is to be found. That's where security is to be found. That's where peace is to be found. That's where joy is found. That's where we experience the closeness of God, for that's, how you, that's where you are. You love others. Jesus, we thank you for your example of the cross, that you, you were committed to sacrifice of yourself for our benefit. You, you paid for our sins. You, you cleansed us of our sins. You gave us eternal life. Hallelujah. We bless you. We thank you. Oh, Father, we confess we live in a time, in a world where it's so easy to, confess, to confuse true love with lust, true love with feelings, to, to take a portion of your word of your unconditional love and confuse it with unconditional acceptance or unconditional uh, uh, or a lack, a lack of taking a stand for what's right and true. We confess, Father, that sometimes in the in in the in hope of loving, we've maybe even enabled people in sin, and it's and that's not been loving. It's not been the right thing. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to mature in our love, to grow in our love, to excel in our love, to understand what true love looks like, and then to love our spouse, our husband, our wife, to love our children, to love our parents to love those in our church, to love those in our neighborhood, to love those that you bring us in touch with at work, at school, to be people who, who walk in genuine Christian love. Help us to not be fake lovers. Help us to not be passive lovers. Help us to not be uh, uh, just worldly and not see what, it, what Christian love really looks like. We believe, Father, this is the need in the life of every person we know Every person we know, this is their need. Help us to be channels of your love to other people we pray. We bless you and we love you. We give you this day. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your, let your love just overflow through us, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen 
Amen, amen, and amen. That's a four amen day because this is what really counts. Hey, God bless you. Thanks for being with us today. If you're new here, um, please come back. Hit, the, hit that subscribe, notify button. Come back day by day. Join us because I really believe, I really believe, if you want to be the Christian God wants you to be and grow to be the person God wants you to be, you've got to build the Word of God into your life, not just once a week, but day by day by day by day, bit by bit by bit by bit, and it'll make a difference in your life. That's why we're here every day. And if you're here with us every day, God bless you. I'm so glad you're part of our community. Make sure and share this with others. Invite them to join with us. We need to hear God's word every day. I think this can be a good place to do it. If you can't be here live, watch later in the day or watch or listen to the podcast. If that's what you can do, you can download from the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. So glad to have you along. God bless you. And we'll see you tomorrow. So you have a great day. Walk in his love and show it to others. God bless you. Bye-bye.